This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Here is Libby Snymer. I'm here now with one of our trusted contributors, Ontario pharmacist Billy Chung from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. And we're going to talk about pharmacy clinic days and what that is. Let me give out the numbers to call. If you have questions for Billy, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Now, if you've been following the news, yesterday the health minister lashed out at the doctors and he's saying that some doctors are billing so much that it's diverting money from other aspects of health care, from home care, from other things. The doctors on their end say wait a minute, we are now serving more patients, more aging patients with more complex conditions. Now, one of the ways to help resolve that pressure is to let other professionals who are very qualified take over some of the care that doctors now do. And one of those areas of qualified specialty is pharmacists. So from osteoporosis and diabetes to flu shots and seasonal wellness, pharmacy clinic days are a great way to learn more about important health topics and a great way to get to know your pharmacy team. Billy, when do these things happen and how do they work? Hi, Libby. Uh, You know, I've been involved with uh, pharmacy clinic days probably now for probably close to 15, 15 years now when they first started happening. And, and basically it was um, uh, developed as an opportunity for the pharmacist to highlight or profile some sort of a health condition or a disease category or something like that that gives the opportunity for people in the community to learn more about it, um, to, to get some screening too. So we talk a little bit about the healthcare system and maybe, you know, some people may not always go to the doctor on a regular basis because maybe they don't have any problems, but uh, as they age, you, you have different things that may come up and so there's screening opportunities, whether it's for diabetes and, and mostly clinic days usually have like tests. We call them point of care testing and uh, it's uh, maybe uh, something that is, uh, you're, you're blowing into a, a respiratory uh, inhaler, you may be um, doing a little bit of a finger prick and then you're getting some blood test results that gives you some immediate um, uh, information that the pharmacist can help you in terms of just evaluating what's going on. Mm-hmm. If, if, you know, a finger prick test, I, I imagine you're looking about whether there's a risk of diabetes there? The uh, technology is pretty fantastic now. So, yeah, you've got uh, diabetes, you've got cholesterol as well, um, and then you've also got, you know, even osteoporosis. It's not a finger prick test, but uh, sometimes the pharmacies may bring in a device that actually does some bone ultrasound, and you can actually find out what your risk of fracture might be. So it's uh, it's, it's very um, uh, amazing that you can get some of these immediate is results. That, is that a new thing? Because I remember I... I did get a baseline bone scan, but it was like a big contraption, mm-hmm. and I had to lie down on yep. it, and 
major league appointment. So there's new technology for that? Yeah, and I wouldn't actually say it's that new. It's actually been around for probably over a decade or more now, right? So, <laughs> okay, I guess <laughs> it's been a while. It's, it's uh, you know, there, uh, one of the devices for the osteoporosis screening is a heel um, uh, uh, device. And what happens is that basically you put a heel into this little machine that sits in the pharmacy, and uh, it gives a result uh, on the computer and, uh, and all that stuff. So it's uh, the, the technology is, um, is continued in advance, and uh, you've got uh, the ability to get and capture that information for people to really help understand what and how their medications might be working. Because, you know, people are taking drugs on a regular basis, and, you know, if they're on medication for cholesterol or their diabetes or osteoporosis, how is it working for them, right? So, I mean, the simplest form would be like a blood pressure test. I was going people. to say that's one of the things that I think a lot of people already do do at their pharmacy. And I think you can do it any time, right? Yes, yes. So these clinic days would be kind of that a step up from it, right? So as opposed to simply just a machine that sits there, uh, usually you'd have a, an extra pharmacist on staff that day so that it's a person that's available for usually like a four, six, or even an eight-hour time period that uh, can sit down with you and do a consultation with you. Uh, sometimes the pharmacist may bring in another healthcare professional. So uh, some pharmacies may provide, for example, a foot care clinic, and uh, it's for people with diabetes and things like that to help manage their foot and make sure everything's fine with their feet, and that they might have a nurse that comes in and does that for them as well. So depending on the topic, you might have different people that day at the pharmacy. So it's a little bit more unique and specific, and uh, you know, not all pharmacies do this, but a lot of pharmacies are doing this now. And uh, you know, if you're interested, I would you know, you go talk to your pharmacist and say, hey, do you have any clinic days coming up and things like that? And they would. They should know what you're talking about. How often do you do it at your pharmacy? So our pharmacies, we have a a number of pharmacies, and I'd probably say a a lot of them usually, I'd probably say you see them anytime between three and six times a year. So it's not like every week, right? It might be a monthly thing, and it's during the the busy times of the month, maybe not in the summertime, things like that. So it's uh, it's a matter of, uh, you know, picking a topic. And, you know, Health Canada has different topics for different months as well. So you've got the diabetes month. So usually pharmacies would do something in diabetes month, right? So we just passed heart health month, right? So pharmacies may have done a heart health clinic day type of a thing as well. You're talking about diabetes, and we know that diabetes is approaching epidemic proportions, and it's just going to get worse. And it doesn't seem to be that straightforward for people to manage it. The um, I think with diabetes, it's uh, there's so many complexities around it. Right? Whether you're type one or type two, whether you're taking medications or insulin, and then the ongoing management of that. Right. So we've got devices now for people, obviously, that they can manage and screen at home and on a regular basis as well. There's another test that some pharmacies may do on a clinic day that's called an A1C test, which is a little bit more um, telling than just the blood sugar test. It it gives an idea of what your blood sugar range has been over a period of time. So it's not just exactly that point in time, right? So, um, And why is that important? Well, y- you know, your blood glucose goes up and down over the course of a day, but the A1C test will tell you if it's been up majority of the time or if it's been managed well over the majority of the time. So um, just because somebody may be testing on a certain period of the day saying, oh, my results are fine, if you take a look at more of a broader time period, it, it averages things out and it gives you a better reflection and an idea of what things look like. Because you may not know, you may be eating something that could be uh, raising your blood sugars for 
more than it should be in a longer period of time, right? It's a big risk. I mean, diabetes, it uh, uh, continues to be on the rise. I think that uh, the opportunity is really to screen for people before they get the diabetes, help them manage some of the things that they should be doing to help minimize or prevent the risk and, uh, and so forth. And if somebody is diabetic, then let's get them managed right away, right? Get them on the right uh, the medications, get them on the right uh, diet, nutrition, and exercise program, things like that. It's very important. I'm going to give the numbers out again, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'm here with pharmacist Billy Chung. We're talking about pharmacy clinic days, and we're talking about how to use your pharmacist to help you manage whatever conditions you have. And the one that really comes to mind that we're just talking about is diabetes because it's a very complicated condition. A lot of people who have it do not have it under control. And there are new tools to help you know if your diabetes is being well managed or if there's something else you have to do in addition to what you're doing. If you're just diagnosed with the disease. So let's say I know that at a certain level, it's it's just uh, changing your diet and your exercise. Mm-hmm. But once you go on medication, how long is it before you should be able to tell whether those meds are working? Oh, well, the medication starts kicking in fairly quickly right away, right? So if you're if somebody has high blood glucose, right, once you're on the medication, uh, over the next few days to weeks, you're already, your blood sugar level should be going down. So it works fairly quickly in terms of bringing that uh, uh, under control. So, and you, and you got a great point there in terms of just the, the opportunity is the fact that we've got pharmacists and pharmacies in almost every community in, in the province. And so uh, for people to be able to access that pharmacist to really get that help, and that's the reason for these clinic days, right, is that here, we want to help you. Here's a day advertised. You usually get a promotion or, or idea of when, when that's going to take place. Um, it gives people access to that information. And then sit down with the pharmacist to say, okay, how is my, in, let's go back to diabetes, how is my diabetes management working, right? And the tools these days are, are fantastic. I just saw one recently that's being launched where um, they're now integrated with your smartphone or your iPad or whatever device you have so that gone are the days where you have a meter that all it does is the data just sits on just the meter and it's hard to kind of tell you're pressing buttons to see what your data looks like whereas these ones after they go onto the computer it, there's there's graphing there's reports your doctor so, can see it your pharmacist can see it explain it to me so you you prick your finger yep yep prick your finger you get a little tiny drop in the in the the meters these days use very little blood like the the, the finger prick is so fine now uh, so uh, it gives you the result of what your blood glucose level looks like and then uh, where you now log basically saying, okay, well, what time of day is it? Uh, what did I eat? How long has it been since I've eaten? What type of activity or exercise has it been? And uh, it gives you that information over time. So that each day, if, some, if a diabetic is monitoring regularly, you kind of see where the fluctuations, what changes, what foods may affect your blood glucose level more than others, right? Well, um, there's that whole idea of a glycemic index mm-hmm. for for food where yep. some people some people some foods are are higher higher lower. and and you know they cause that blood sugar rush and yep. some are lower and they kind of uh you know you feel full longer and yeah the the understanding of how 
uh, your blood sugar levels go up and down has has really advanced over the years. I remember, you know, I had a great auntie that uh, I had to really educate on her diabetes. But, uh, you know, many years ago, the, the thinking was, oh, if it has sugar, you can't have it and everything else. Hey, you know, all the bread you want. <laughs> right. And it's no longer like that. We know that everything can have an effect on your blood sugar levels. So that's the, the understanding of that is very key for people is that what is it that does affect your sugar levels? And now, before we break, can you just tell me one thing? When you measure this, is there a better time of day to do that, or is it just that you should measure it at the same time of day? It's uh, The recommendations really is that as a diabetic, you're actually measuring it at different times of the day uh, and at different situations because some people may measure it every morning. Okay, so you're probably, in most cases for, for, for people, because overnight you haven't eaten, your body's used up blood, uh, your, your blood glucose, your, your reading is probably going to be very similar. Um, but what you need to do is different times of the day. And generally the recommendation is five different times of the day. You want to measure it uh, before you're eating, uh, eating anything on an empty stomach in the morning maybe. Some diabetics will over uh, different days may measure it uh, right after they eat, maybe two hours after you eat when the blood sugar level should be down. They might measure it middle in the afternoon before bedtime. And then uh, for diabetics that really need control, they might measure it in the middle of the night as well and just to see. So it's different times of the day. You don't need to do it five times a day in most cases. You just kind of change the, the timing on different days to do that type of thing. We have to take a quick break now. We are going to come back and take your calls, so please wait there patiently. The numbers, once again, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Billy Chung is here to answer your questions about your meds, about pharmacy clinic days, about how to see whether your diabetes or any other condition is under control. Back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Here is Libby Snymer. I'm here with pharmacist Billy Chung, and we are talking about your medications, about pharmacy clinic days, and about whatever questions you have that have to do with pharmaceuticals. The numbers 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. It is springtime, allegedly. I say looking Mm -hmm. out the window, it's time when we're thinking about cleaning out our closets, cleaning out our homes. And Billy, this is also a good time to clean out the medicine cabinet. Exactly. Yeah. So one of the clinic days that some pharmacies will do is called a medicine cabinet cleanup. And basically what it is is you get a big brown paper bag, take your medicine cabinet and take all the drugs, put it all inside there. um, And then, yeah, bring it to the pharmacy. Typically on the clinic day, then the pharmacist will sit down with you. We'll go through, find out what's um, still active, what's expired, some of the things that you need to get disposed of properly, things like that, things that you maybe still should keep in your medicine cabinet and things that you shouldn't, but it's just a good time. You'll be amazed how fast your medications that you may be putting away that uh, are expired or no longer active or shouldn't be there. So Shouldn't be there. And, yeah. and uh, are are they always, you know, the expiry date, is that kind of a best before <laughs> or it's expired, it's done? 
Yeah, it's a, you know, we have that question about food that we eat, but uh, obviously with medication, there is uh, typically an expiry date on it. Now, the, I, I, we've had some of these discussions before, is it does expire right on that date. And typically what it means is it's not as effective. So the guaranteed effectiveness of it is, uh, is a little bit challenged. So if it's for a very serious condition, I mean, at the end of the day, you should really talk to your pharmacist first. And that's why that medicine cabinet cleanup is a benefit, right? People can find out, okay, what is truly expired? What is it that they can actually keep and hold? And we can help out with that. Let's take a call. We've got Solemn in Mississauga. Hello, Solemn. Hello, and how are you today? Fine. How are you? Thank you for opening the lines. This is great um, talk uh, to have. Um, I've been to the doctor recently to the uh, diabetes uh, uh, clinic, and um, after breakfast, two hours or so, it measured 116 and uh, I never have 11.6 before. However, when I do it at home, it's uh, somewhere between seven and four. And it all also depends on um, what I do during the day. Uh, if I work hard, like I shoveled the snow just now, uh, and I didn't measure it yet, uh, it will go down. How does it work, uh, the pancreas there? <laughs> that's a that's a very good question, Solomon. So it looks like what you're seeing is that your your blood sugar levels are fluctuating, right? So so basically, if you think about it, the blood sugar is what your body uses as energy. So when you use your example of saying you're shoveling the snow, and I don't know how much snow you have, but uh, when you're shoveling snow, your body's working harder. It requires the use of that energy. So what happens is that it's using more of the blood sugar, like in your in your body system, which is why you're getting a lower result. Okay, um, the other thing that happens is that when you're eating, your blood sugar goes up. It's, it's a spike, right? Which is fine. That's normal. But what we want to have happen is that your body and your pancreas needs to manage those, the, the blood sugar that your body, body just absorbed from the food and bring that back down within two hours. So that's why that when you say you went to the diabetes clinic and they're looking at the numbers two hours after you eat, is that they want to know that your levels are normal after you eat, after that two hours. And if not, what that means is that they need to look at your medication to make sure that it is managing your blood sugar levels so that it brings it down. The, the problem with high blood sugar is that it can affect other organs in your body. In other words, your body, your organs, your heart, your liver, things like that doesn't like it when the blood sugar is high all the time. And that's why you want to bring it down. That's why you need to bring that, that sugar down. Does that make sense? Uh, uh, that's the way it was explained to me. Um, so when, you, when you're sleeping at night, your body is not working. It's still working. It's just maybe not working. Uh, it's not needed to. It doesn't need to work as hard, right? So not burning enough. It, it doesn't have to burn as much. So what happens is that you know, typically after dinner, some people may need a snack before you um, uh, go to bed. Some diabetics may need to have a little bit of something to eat before they go to sleep, just to make sure the body has a little bit of energy to last through the night. Because obviously, you're not waking up to eat, right? Um, yes. But that's the reason why it's also important to test your blood sugar uh, in the morning. Because if it's too low, what that may mean is that you need a little bit more of a snack at nighttime to last you over the night. But your body uses blood sugar all the time. It's just how much. What's, uh, what's the connection between the feet and the blood sugar? 
the the connection between the feet and the blood sugar. Yeah. What what happens with um, people with diabetes? Some of them have uh, their circulation is affected. So in other words, the blood doesn't go through their system as well. And and when you look at the feet, it's it's a long way from the heart. So the circulation is affected there. So what what it means is that your feet, if you have infections or things like that that may happen, or even like cuts and things like that, may not heal as well. And and so in other words, you really need to take care of your your those parts of your body where your blood circulation may not be as good because if they get damaged, then you may have other issues. Does callus have anything to do with it? Uh, callus is not the same way, no. But calluses are, you know, it's your body weighing saying there's a there's a portion that it's it's being worn a little bit more than others. Solemn, we have other callers waiting, so thank, thank you, you for your call. call. A pleasant day and a happy Easter. Okay, bye-bye. Jacqueline in Scarborough. Hello, Jacqueline. Hi, Libby. I, I love you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Can I speak? Can I speak to Mr. Pharmacist, please? He's Billy is right here. Hi, hi, dear. Hi, Jacqueline. Hello. I, I, how do I know if I have a diabetes, sir? Oh, well, that's where some of this. Where does it hurt? Does it hurt somewhere? No, it doesn't. It, it, it shouldn't hurt. If it hurts somewhere, then you need to make sure, obviously, you look into that. Um, yeah. But uh, typically with diabetes is that you get a blood test um, from the doctor or it may be from a clinic day in a pharmacy where they've taken uh, a, a measurement of what your blood sugar is. But yeah. uh, basically what needs to happen is that if from a blood test it looks like your blood sugar levels are higher than normal, um, yes, yes. Then you go and actually get tested for diabetes, which is a challenge test. Basically, what they do is they Mr. give you something. My problem is that people say, Jacqueline, if you eat too much chocolate bar, you're going to get diabetes. <laughs> well, I just, I like chocolate bar, but I, I just have a chocolate bar that, with all kind of nuts. Yeah, we all <laughs> love know? chocolate bars. I think everybody loves chocolate bars, Jacqueline. Yeah, yes, but I, I, you know, yes, sir, I don't eat. I don't eat that at any time. I'm I'm a good person. Here's my suggestion. Okay, let him let him give uh, you his suggestion. uh, One after lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my suggestion. Do you see your doctor regularly, or at least once a year, for a checkup? So is is that dangerous for diabetes, dear? Okay, so just to answer your question about the chocolate bar, the chocolate bar doesn't necessarily cause diabetes. You need to see what your risk factors are for it, okay? Um, but what, what you need to do, obviously, is get checked out and see what your blood sugar levels are like, and that will help you understand whether that chocolate bar is good or bad for you, right? Everybody can indulge and have some chocolate once in a while, but if you have diabetes, then you got to really watch out, okay? So I suggest that if you're concerned, you should check with the doctor just to make sure or get a blood test or talk to your pharmacist. They can do a screening for you as well. Jacqueline, thank you for your call and uh, hope that helps you. We're going to take our next caller. Bye-bye. Bert in Mississauga, we don't have very much time left, but you are on the air with Billy Chung. Hello? Hello? Yes, yes. Okay. I said my question. My question is that, okay, I'm going a little bit of details. My doctor told me quite a while back, maybe about two years ago then, or could be less, that if I don't be careful, I could, be, I could develop a type 2 diabetes. Okay, what I want to confirm, since I am not a diabetic, why did he perform metformin for me? That's the pill I'm talking about. And what does metformin do to a person with type 2 diabetes? 
Billy. Hi. I don't think we have very much time, Bert, so if I don't answer your question, talk to your pharmacist. But metformin is there to help you manage the blood sugars, and uh, it's probably something you need to chat about. It does help to ensure that their body's using your blood sugars properly, okay? Um, I would think that you're probably type 2 or maybe close to, like maybe a pre-diabetes state. Maybe the doctor's seen that your sugars are a little bit higher than it should be. It's not maybe full-blown diabetes yet, um, but that's definitely, I'd probably suggest when you're back at the pharmacy, talk to your pharmacist about your metformin. He probably sees your other medications if you have it, and then have that discussion. But I think your doctor's probably seen your blood sugar's a little bit higher, and that's where the metformin comes into play. It uh, it does help you manage some of that. Billy Chung, thank you so much for explaining that and for explaining clinic days. We are just about out of time for this week. We'll have the Ontario Pharmacists Association back same time next Thursday. But remember, if you have questions about any of these things, your pharmacist is there for you all the time, and you can just go ahead and ask them because they know the answers. Billy Chung, thanks so much. No problem. You're welcome, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from 11 to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.